0: Whatever it takes, I know I can make it through. A Degrassi podcast with Kelsey and Holland, too. I know I can make it through.
1: Hi,
0: and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi next class. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland, and today we're talking about Season 3, Episode 9, Hashtag Woke. And Kelsey, will you please read us the Google Summary?
1: Sure. Oh, wait. I'm going to read this as it's all spelled throughout. Mayra can't deal with her depression. (laughs) Oh, boy. Frankie and Jonah are trying to figure things out. It's Miss Revis's wedding, and Zoe violates her mother's wishes and brings Rasha anyway.
0: Yeah, (laughs) M-A-Y-R-A. Oh, boy. Mayra, Myra. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I feel like Maya, Maya, Mayra can't deal with her depression as a little <laughs> not. It's not extremely nuanced, but sure.
1: <laughs> it's all technically correct.
0: Yeah. Um, but the episode is called hashtag woke, and I'm kind of, I'm like. We chose this episode for hashtag woke. I'm confused by that. I am too. I mean, I guess Zoe is trying to like make her mom like more woke to like her sexuality. But it doesn't work. Like I I don't know why it is called this. (laughs) I don't know why it is called this. I don't either. It's confusing. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like. They should have saved this one for a more relevant plot line, but whatever. Um, But I guess we can just jump in. Do we want to start with fashion? Because the first thing we see is Zoe's ugly maid of honor dress. (laughs) It is very bad. It looks like purple paint was just like not spattered, but just like brushed up against a dress very messily with like a bow. And it's very roughly.
1: It's like got a bejeweled like belt situation, and it's like I don't know. There's something about it that's like very like Ashley Tisdale esque
0: to me. It's very like decom finale number that makes it's a very specific reference but i did watch a disney channel original movie last night and it's remind it's given me vibes from that
1: (laughs) yeah it's got major like 2002 vibes as well
0: yeah yeah true um i liked russia's like kind of funky geometric geometric jacket yep i have that too okay and then i like didn't take fashion notes for a lot Oh, Maya also wears a floral jacket that I like. It's like white with like like pinky pinkish flowers on it. Yeah. Maya's a mess, but all
1: of her outfits are pretty on point. True.
0: Um,
1: Frankie's shirt is fine. Uh surprising note, I don't hate Hunter's hair.
0: Yeah, it's looking better this episode. Um
1: Um in a similar I- vein, Zoe's hair looks absolutely crazy at the wedding. I do not oh, enjoy yeah. the weird Updo. The like
0: shellacked, yeah. yeah. There's like I don't it get looks it. like a
1: weird pointy helmet.
0: I'm like, I don't think the gel was necessary. <laughs> like we, we could have done this hairdo without that. I don't know. Um, I was confused as to why. I mean, I wasn't surprised, but I was like, Frankie, why are you wearing white to somebody else's wedding that you weren't invited to? <laughs> yeah. <Also laughs> I like- mean, I know there were like gold. A- like accents or threading or something, but it was a white dress, like girl. Yeah. Although I do appreciate that Frankie was
1: like, I'm going to crash a wedding to have a personal conversation and then leave. But she still took the time to like dress appropriately for the occasion.
0: <laughs> nice attempt, but <laughs> maybe not white. I think that's all I really had. Me I did really didn't take a lot of fashion notes. Um, But yes, yeah, Zoe, is looking at this ugly maid of honor dress for her mom's wedding with Rasha, um, and they're like kind of flirty, and I think they kiss, but then they like remove themselves at the last second when Goldie walks in the room. And after she, I can't remember what she says, um, but after she leaves, Zoe thinks that Goldie will be okay if they tell them about them, but Rasha is like. I don't wanna chance it. I don't wanna risk getting kicked out if her parents don't approve. And Zoe's like, oh well, you never know. Like my mom has been surprisingly cool. She hasn't said anything about this. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> I think think you might need I think you're a little too confident there, Zoe. Yep. Um and then she's inviting her to the wedding. And I wrote, That sounds risky. But they're also very cute.
1: They are but, very cute. <laughs>
0: It's short-lived, as we find out later. <laughs> I miss them already. I know. I feel like they can work through it, but Zoe du- – I mean, we'll get to it, but I think Zoe needs to, like, kind of take responsibility for some of her actions here. Yep. Um, but then we're with Frankie and Hunter, like, walking through the hall. Frankie's asking Hunter to hang out over the weekend because – all of her friends are like busy and he's still kind of on the outs with Yale. And he's like, well, well." first he's like, uh, why don't you hang out with your boyfriend or whatever? And she's like, we're on a break or I can't remember. They talk about them being on a break and then he's afraid that he's on a break with Yale because they're like giving each other space or whatever And he's not sure what to do when he sees her in the hallway. And Frankie's like, just play it cool. Cue Jonah walking (laughs) into the hallway and saying hi to her. And her playing it cool is extremely unnatural.
1: It's very awkward. And
0: very awkward. And as they're walking away from Jonah, Frankie's like, how Like, how did that go? How do you think he seemed? And Hunter says, the way he always does, vaguely aloof and withholding, which I thought was a great burn from Hunter. <laughs> Seriously.
1: Hunter is like mostly, I still think he's like mostly pretty terrible, but once in a while, he'll get a real good burn in there.
0: Yeah. I felt like he was pretty fine in this episode, but probably because yes. he wasn't the main, he didn't. He wasn't a main storyline carrier, but, like, he was... I was on his side in this episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, me too.
0: Um, But then we're with Maya, who's at the doctor, and she is convinced that she has a brain tumor because she thinks that's the only explanation for her behavior as of late. But the doctor thinks that... Her doctor is like, I think you're actually depressed, <laughs> which is probably more accurate. Yes. And Maya's like, um, no, I'm not. This isn't what it was like the last time I was depressed. And doctors. And, the doctor
1: and, and, and like, she's also like, and you said that I was done. Like, I don't, I didn't go to therapy anymore. You said that I was fixed, and clearly, like, whatever, this is a different thing.
0: Yeah, she So yeah, she's like, this wasn't what it was like last time. And the doctor's like, well, depression can like present itself in many different ways. And I think, and so Maya's like, okay, well then am I going to get medication? Like, is there a way to fix this? And she's like, um, we could, we can consider medication down the line, but first and foremost, you definitely need to be going to therapy. And Maya's like, oh, well I already did that and it didn't work. And it's like, okay, Maya, this is a process. I'm
1: still (laughs) like baffled and frustrated by the fact that like Maya inexplicably like stopped going to therapy. I, after I like don't watching, understand her mom on that.
0: After watching this episode, I understand why. Because it seems like her mom also has this mentality of like, I just want to fix this and move on. Like yeah. when they're doing the exercises later, she's just like, I just want to fix you. And I'm like, no, don't like that's not how this works. <laughs> um, Because it seems like they both... Just kind of op- have been operating under like, okay, we'll do this for a little while. And then, and then it's like, this is to solve a problem. Not to like it's not like an ongoing thing in their brains. Like, so now I understand why she stopped going to therapy. Cause she's probably like, oh, I feel better now, mom. And she's like, okay, great. It worked. <laughs> like, cause I have no other explanation for why she stopped going. Um, but, yeah, and the doctor's like, well, depression is a lifelong battle. So it's not something that you can just, like, fix. It's something you have to constantly be, like, working on. And, like, therapy is like, it's like, it's like upkeep. It's mental health upkeep. Um, She doesn't say that. I'm saying that. Which, like, but- <laughs> nothing,
1: nothing worse for, like, a, a currently, like, struggling, depressed person's psyche than being like, this is t- going to take lifelong work. Yeah,
0: this is going to take forever. And it's like, this is never going to end. And it's like, that's not what we're saying. But uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, Maya is just extremely. Just, like, the idea of like
1: trying at something forever is so daunting. Like even if you aren't like clinically depressed, it's just like. Oh,
0: yeah, really? it's a big commitment. <laughs> and you have to like and you have to really want to put in the work, too. And it's hard to like. I'm sure it's hard to build up the motivation when you're already feeling so low. So, I don't know. I feel like no one's really ha, like, I don't know. All the conversations that Maya has with adults surrounding her issues, I feel like no one's really trying to, like, appeal to where she is at to try to at least, like, help her make the first steps into getting better. Like, yeah. I think the the most productive conversation Maya has had this entire season was in, like, the first episode or second episode with the school counselor who's like, let's take this one step at a time. Let's break it down so that you're only focusing on one thing at a time and we'll build from there. Again, that also didn't, that counselor also ultimately didn't really end up helping Slash, I don't know if she really was realized the full scope of what Maya was going through. But I feel yeah, like she was, that's she the best talk- piece of advice. Yeah, Sorry. she
1: was also talking more about, like, schoolwork and, like, right. things that are stressing her. And it's like, check one thing off of your list. And, it's like, there yeah. are so many other things at play here.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's hard to check, like, depression off of your list. Like, this is why we need to be going to therapy to kind of, like, break it down further to be like, All right, what's going on? How can we parse through this?
1: Seriously. Like, Maya is just so beyond the, like, school counselor mom with a workbook kind of, like, mental health problems. Like, she needs to be with a professional.
0: Yeah. She needs to, I mean, I don't know, maybe she needs to do a program like what Hunter did. Like, go to an inpatient program. Or it's just, or some kind of retreat. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I guess it depends on, I have no idea. But anyway, then we're back with Zoe and her mom. They're like making last minute preparations for the wedding. We find out Grace and Jonah are DJing, which I'm like, that's a choice. I'm sure they're cheap. Maybe that's why. I don't know. (laughs) Um, and Zoe asks if she can invite Rasha to the wedding, but her mom says, Oh no, we can't add a last minute guest. And like, if that were it, I would say that is fair because you have to pay for the people who come to your wedding. Yeah. And it's you can't add a last minute person. But the reason why her mom won't let her come is because she doesn't act, she's like, honey, you don't want to out yourself in front of the relatives. And Zoe's like, what, because you think I'll get funny looks? And she's like, no, because you're not gay. I'm like, oh, boy. And she's like, you're just confused. Like, the way that you look and dress, like, you're not gay, honey. And it's like, this is just a phase. And it's just, like, totally invalidating Zoe's entire identity. And it's it's tough to watch.
1: It is. It really is. And this is kind of what I figured she was feeling like when Zoe was like,
0: my mom's been really cool.
1: Like, yeah, it's because she probably thinks this is just a phase.
0: Yeah, denial. <laughs> totally. Um, But then we are with Frankie and Hunter. Frankie is reading a self-help book while Hunter's, like, on face range or, like, figuring out how he can talk to Yale or something. And Frankie's trying to give him advice, but he's like, no, like, I don't. She's like, tell me what happened. Like, what happened? And I'll help you. And he's like, oh, no, I'm not going to tell you what happened. Goodbye. And he leaves the room. And he leaves his face range open. And Frankie goes onto the computer. And at first, I thought she was going to, like, read through his messages. And I'm like, have you learned nothing? But then she starts to impersonate him. And again, I'm like, what are you doing? Have you learned nothing? And so she impersonates him over over Messenger to yell, Using her, like, cat technique or whatever from her self-help book, she gives y'all a compliment and apologizes and accepts responsibility, and she finds out about the boner, because y'all says, because she says, like, you look pretty, and y'all's like, did Lola look pretty when she gave you a boner or something like that? And I'm like, I thought she was mad because of the lying, but okay. I
1: mean, she, she can be mad because of both, I guess. Yeah,
0: that's true. And then Frankie says, I love you to her over Messenger. And I'm like, Girl, you don't know if he said that yet. This is not cool. Not at all. Ugh, uh, Lord. Frankie is just in full Frankie form this episode. I mean, I just like,
1: oh man. I think it's like an entitlement thing. The like yeah. constantly breaking other people's boundaries. Like very reasonable boundaries.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, my feelings are more important than yours. I'm stressed out, so I'm going to break out into your account. Or, I think I can do this. I think I can help you, so I'm just going to, even though you told me not to. It's just like, boundaries, girl. That's the main thing you need to work on. Um, And it also, uh, as we talk about later, it definitely comes from a place of insecurity slash her needing constant validation. Um, which is another thing that I feel like is something that she should be looking at within herself during this space time. But she I don't
1: acknowledges know. it later that she yeah. knows that she needs constant validation. But like, I mean, uh, granted, like if if you're like an AA person, you know, that, like admitting you have a problem is the first step. But also, like yeah, it's not helpful <laughs> to just be like knowing what your issues are and not doing anything about them.
0: That almost makes it worse. It's like, I know what's wrong, but I'm actively not going to try to work on it. Yeah, <laughs> <You know? exactly. laughs> Which is kind of the space that she is in. Although I'm like, I can see that she's trying because she is reading her like self-help books. You can tell that she is like kind of trying, but it's also like, I think it's too soon for her and Jonah to be having the conversation. Although it was Forced because of Hunter, as we'll talk about in a bit. Yeah, but like, but like, I feel like she should have just like, she should just have been like, sorry. Hunter texted that we, sh- like, we should talk later. I don't like, I don't think she needed to go to this wedding to explain it to him. But no, okay, not at all. Um, but anyway, then we're with, then we're this we're at the scene where Maya is trying to do exercises with her mom. But she first like Maya doesn't think she's depressed or at least she's saying that she's not depressed and she's doesn't want to work on these exercises. Her mom is trying, but her mom was also saying things like, I just want to fix you. And Maya's like, I'm not broken. And I'm like, the wording is ter- is bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> The wording is bad.
1: Um, she needs to be with a professional. This and is Maya says. Does.
0: And Maya's Maya's like like super lashing out at her. Oh, totally. She's like, you just don't like the way I am right now, so you want some stupid disease to blame it on. Yeah, her mom keeps saying, like, this isn't you. This is the disease talking, which I also feel like is not helpful. I'm like, this is your daughter. Like, this is what your daughter is thinking right now, and I think we need to, like, we shouldn't invalidate her expressing herself in any way because... Like, in some way, this it, like this is what she thinks. This is what she feels right now. Even if it is because she is depressed, it, like, doesn't mean that it's not coming from her. Like, I was confused about her being like, this is the disease speaking. And I'm like, I mean, that can be true, but it's also true that it is, this is how your daughter is feeling right now. And we should try to at least, like, work with that. I don't... Yeah.
1: And, I, and also, like, I feel like in this sort of instance, like, instead of saying to Maya, this is the disease talking, she should just be reminding herself of that as she's continuing yes. to try to work with her. Like, that's how yes. this
0: works. And then it comes to a head, and Maya throws the book, the workbook, at a mirror, which ends up being her mom's grandmother's mirror, and Even she breaks it. Looks it looks like it came from a home goods. Oh, 100%. And Maya's like, whatever, it was ugly anyway, and, like, walks away or, like, something like that. I'm like, I am extremely worried about her. I know. (laughs) And, ugh, I'm like, she's not getting the support that she needs. It's, like, it's hard because it's, like, people are trying to help her, but it's, like, it's kind of misguided and it's not. I'm, I'm just, like, watching a car crash happen and I'm worried. Um... Okay, but then we're with Zoe. She looks like she's running errands, and my note is just, lol, Zoe, stop staring at the other lesbians, because she sees another, like, she sees a couple walk by, and she, like, looks at them wistfully, like, look how free they are to be in the couple, or something
1: like that. Yes, but from their perspective, <laughs> it's definitely, like, this girl in this weird dress is, like, glaring at us.
0: <laughs> Yeah, they both they they definitely look like uncomfortable that she is staring at them, which I thought was funny. Um, but then Zoe sees a tux in the in like a storefront window and is like, "Ooh, light bulb!" But I'm like, "Is she wearing a tux to this wedding now? Okay, interesting. I wonder how her mom's gonna feel about that." Um, And also, she's, like, texting Rasha, like, see you soon at the wedding. I'm, like, all right, I guess she still invited her, too. This is a recipe for disaster. Yep. (laughs) Um, But then we're at Maya's house. And surprise, Katie has returned. Was not expecting her to ever come back to this show. And I was very pleasantly surprised.
1: (laughs) I was not expecting that at all, considering, like, (laughs) how many... Crises. we've seen other people like other with like older siblings and yeah older siblings never return I mean what like,
0: yeah like Darcy never came back for all of Claire's nonsense so yep.
1: <laughs> Owen never came back for Tristan being in a fucking coma
0: yeah yeah I mean how awful
1: um, would Owen have been really but still
0: <laughs> yeah I think I feel like someone tweeted at us or like wrote on like SoundCloud like the writer said that he visited him off screen or something like, like confirmed. I'm like, okay, sure they did. So I'm sure he did. Whatever. I don't really want to see Owen anyway, but, <laughs> um, but yes. Yeah, so Katie is here. Like we are introduced to that because Maya's kind of like eavesdropping on her mom, talking to her in the kitchen, saying like, I'm worried, I don't know what to do. I'm so glad you're here to help me with Maya. And then Maya's like goes to turn away, but then they hear her. And um and then Maya still is kind of like in a bad mood and is like and Katie's like, Let's hang out. Let's do something and Maya's like, I can't, I have to go somewhere. And I'm like, How is she allowed to go places by herself right now? Like she should be supervised at all times.
1: I feel like her mother just like has Truly no understanding of mental health issues Yeah And like because like the fact that She never picked up on the fact that Maya was struggling in the first place like Feels insane to me That's true Like she watched her acting out of character like openly It's not yeah. like she was hiding it And like putting on a brave face Like she was no like very clearly Struggling and instead she chose To like yell at her for skipping school Instead of being like There is clearly a problem here
0: yeah, she's been a shell of a person this entire season. And yeah, it's very worrying, especially just with her history. Like, we know like that Maya has had mental health issues in the past and has gone through some traumatic experiences in the past. Like, I don't understand how after this bus crash, she was not, like, immediately back into therapy. Like, yes. I, Like, we've been saying it the whole season. But honestly, but. Like-
1: I feel like it goes even beyond her mom. Like, it's egregious that her mom didn't pick up on anything being wrong and just, like, chose to punish for, like, skipping school or whatever. But, like, none of her friends noticed. No one. Counselor didn't notice. Classmates didn't notice. Like, she became a totally different human being. And everyone was like, this is fine.
0: Yeah. I mean, with her friends, I feel like we can semi chalk it up to like selfish teens. It's like everyone's going through their own shit and everyone is also responding to the bus crash in their own way. That they don't have patience for other people's different ways of like grieving that experience. Yeah. Which I feel like is kind of what happened with Grace, at least initially. Like because Grace and Jonah like became a duo and then started funneling all their energy into the play. And they did try to like include Maya at first, but maya was like flaky and withdrawn and not engaging so they're like okay whatever and then they were like absent and not totally seeing like this like her kind of falling further and further into her depression and then like only interacted with her every so often so they like every time they saw her it was like more extreme and like alienating and then they're like i don't have time like i don't know what's going on with you but you're not being a good friend to me like that's like i can see how it has happened but it still makes me want to scream
1: (laughs) yeah it's crazy to me like just you know just like the fact that she was absent should have been enough for them to be like what is happening
0: yeah you know i don't yeah I know. It's sad. And I think, like, the breakup with Zig also, like, kind of started to, like, fracture her friend group and support system, too. So, like, she had fewer people around her already, and then, I don't know. Because I'm trying to think, like, who else was her – who else did she hang out with last season other than, like, Zig and Grace? Because I don't think she was talking to Tristan. Like she's still, she was still she on the outside. Was she talking like, to Tristan? Was she talking to Tristan? And yeah. then it's also Tristan and like, and then so like Miles has been like f- figuring that shit out. I don't know. This whole I don't know. I, it's just like it's like the ultimate just like f- she fell through the cracks type of situation where it was just like everyone else was just focused on so many other things that it was like poor maya just fell through the cracks. It makes me very sad. I know. Um but then we are at the wedding and or like the pre-wedding. Like I'm confused about the organization of this wedding. Cuz it's like cuz it's like cocktail hour before the ceremony. And I'm like that's not how that works, but okay. And Rasha arrives and Zoe's wearing the suit and then Zoe introduced and then her mom like arrives at the venue and it's like, okay, time for the ceremony. And I'm like, what? And (laughs) Zoe introduces Rasha to her mom, like right before the ceremony, too. And I'm like, girl, you know, this is going to piss off your mom and it is her wedding day. Like she's like I you're really stoking the fire here. And like her mom is so she's introduced to Rasha, and her mom, I'm like, she's not happy, but she's also just like, OK, well, it's time to go. She's keeping it together for now, because she's like, I'm about to get fucking married, and I'm not going to mess that up right now. That's my interpretation of this moment. Yeah, same. But Zoe's interpreting as,
1: she's totally on board with everything.
0: Yeah, no. Um, But then we're back at the Hollingsworth house, And Hunter comes in to, I think, so Frankie and Miles are, like, in the kitchen or something. And Hunter comes in and steals Frankie's phone. And he's like, all right, time for me to text Jonah for you. And she's like, what? No, what are you talking about? Like, what are you saying? He's like, oh, I don't know. You look pretty. I love you. And it's like, he's like, what the fuck are you, like, how could, why did you talk to Yale on my messenger? Like, it's a total invasion of privacy. I haven't said that to her yet or I think she's like well you feel that way don't you and he's like even if I do it doesn't mean I was ready to say it like he like it was such she crossed such a line she crossed such a line Miles also sides with Hunter after hearing the full story because Frankie's insane
1: she's nuts she like has no boundaries it's yeah, no, I think it's I think it's the entitlement thing. I think it's the money thing and the fact that she, like, rarely gets to, like, her parents never say no to her.
0: No. No, no, no. Like,
1: when um, she was talking about the, like, breakups versus breakthroughs book, she was like, all of her relationship <laughs> problems are because of our dad. And I was like, most of your problems are definitely because of your parents, but I don't know if it's all the ones that you think that they are.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm like, I feel like we need to stop self diagnosing and like maybe actually talk to somebody about this at this point. Like, all these kids also need to be in therapy because of their entire upbringing, but
1: everyone in therapy
0: and parents. Yeah, everyone needs to be in therapy because of their parents. Like, end of sentence. (laughs) Um, It's just the vicious cycle. (laughs) They're always going to mess you up. And then when you have kids, you're going to mess them up too. And it's just like, all right, it's fine. Everyone is flawed. Um, but then then she's like, Well, I have to obviously go to the wedding and explain this to him. I'm like, just text him again and say, sorry, Hunter stole my phone. M- maybe we can talk about this on Monday at school or something. Like, yeah, girl. <laughs> I don't know. But I but it's Frankie, so we know she can't she can't let this lie. Um, so then,
1: oh God, where are we? So we're back at the wedding and this is another instance of like Degrassi writers not knowing how weddings work, which is Zoe's mom finishes saying her vows and then Zoe does a reading from like Corinthians or whatever. And yeah. Like, another the vows, weird The wedding the ceremony is pretty much over. Like the readings all come before that. Also, yeah. if she—I have a question. Another question about this wedding. If she is <laughs> super Catholic in the way that Zoe says she is super Catholic, why is it such a secular wedding? Like, yeah, are not they in a church at least? Yeah,
0: why is it not a Catholic mass wedding? Yeah, makes no sense. Maybe they couldn't get the venue, but. Like, it's a beautiful
1: Um, venue. It's very nice. Uh, But, yeah. It looks like
0: a millennial wedding, though. Not, like, a Catholic mom. (laughs) Like, even if she's, like, hip or whatever, I'm like, if it's really that important to her, she probably would have a Catholic wedding. But, whatever. Um, Also, I'm like, readings at a Catholic wedding. I mean, I guess she did read from the Bible. She did read Corinthians. But, I don't know. I don't know. The only Catholic wedding I've went to slash been in nobody did readings except like except it was like the priest did or the the officiant did like they opted for him to read specific passages like during the wedding and they did like the the candle lighting thing i don't know i'm not catholic but (laughs) i don't know also other like other I think someone's saying. I don't know. This is totally off topic. I've but two Catholic
1: weddings and it was definitely like just the priest talking.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it was at the one I went to as well. But whatever. And then so then after this, this when Maya goes to the dot to take out like a fuck ton of cash. And yeah. I'm- at first I thought she was gonna run away. But as we get to the end of the episode, it seems much darker than that. But in this moment, I was like, no, don't run away. What are you doing? Um And An Esme interacts with her yeah. and is
1: weirdly very chill. She comments on the money thing. And uh Maya's like, yeah, I'm going on a trip, sort of. She's like, oh, are you going on a trip? And she goes, sort of. And I was like, mm. Um I kinda had a feeling about what was going on, but especially and I'll I'll talk about it in like two scenes from now, but yeah. Um but yeah, and then she and but Esme's like not really being shitty and then um Maya asks her to take care of Zig for her and Esme's confused, but she's not snarky. She's like, um, okay. And then Yeah.
0: Away. Yeah. Um Extremely troubling. But then we're back at the wedding. And this is when Frankie shows up and she's like talking to Jonah and he's like, so she's like, sorry, Hunter sent that message or sent or whatever, sent the first message. And he's like, well, what about the second one? And she's like. Hunter sent it, but I feel it, or something like cheesy like that. And she's like, but I know you don't feel the same way. And he's like, those words have never been easy for me. And she's like, yeah, because you're afraid to commit, and I need constant validation, which is probably why I tend to overthink things. And she's like, but even though we're a toxic couple, I really miss you. And I'm like, this is not the time to get back together. Are you kidding me?
1: Not even a little bit.
0: And he's like, I'll call you after the ceremony or, or after the wedding or whatever. And she's like, Okay, we're going home now. And if only she could have just let it lie, but it is Frankie. So she does not. Um, yeah. But then we're back with Maya. We're at we're back at home. She's bought many supplies for a movie night, sleepover with the fam, lots of snacks new pajamas new matching pajamas she also fixed the mirror and she's apologizing for being a burden and said she has a plan and i am very worried <laughs> in yeah. this moment well first off
1: off the bat i'd like to say this looks like a really great movie night and i think that we should uh stock up in exactly <laughs> recreate <this> it <laughs> we should recreate it without the ominous undertones for sure yes um <laughs> We don't have to watch *Whisper of Oz, although it is one of my favorites. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, this like as su- I I had like an inkling. I was like, she's either gonna kill herself or run away when I saw her at the dot getting all that money. Mm-hmm. But as soon as she had this like whole spread out like fake smile, like you know, I Sorry. I just like I knew. I was like, oh, because this is yeah. Like, I mean, it's it is the thing that like you have to watch out for. Is like a. A lot of people before when they're like planning to kill themselves, they'll do like one last like big thing. They'll give gifts, you know. They try yeah. to like make like a really nice like a, like hangout sort of situation. But it's it's a lot of it's gift giving is weirdly like a really big thing. Yeah, so her like spending all this money that she like, I'm sure it was like her only savings or whatever. Right, on, like, like, a like a for movie, college right, or something. In mirror and stuff like that is like. Her way of giving a gift and saying goodbye so that she's like only leaving them with good memories. It's like if you want to only leave them with good memories, don't kill yourself.
0: Yeah. And again, I'm like, how is nobody suspicious how she paid for all of this? Like she paid for a new mirror, like a broken mirror. I don't know how expensive that is, but I can't imagine it's very cheap, especially if we're going with like. That was my grandmother's mirror. It's probably fairly unique. Like, and we did it on the same day. Like, I don't know, and like new pajamas and so much food and la la la. Like, this seems like hundreds of dollars at the very least. Absolutely. And, and also she's just like the a teenager.
1: Com- yeah, and also just like the complete one eighty of her yeah. attitude. And they're just like they're. I think her mom and Katie are just. Well, first of all, I think Katie has not seen what she's been like this whole time so she might be less suspicious and be like well she's like uh, she's moody you know because she's like uh, she's her little sister and she's like she's being moody, so it makes sense that sometimes she'd be up or whatever but her mother has seen her this whole time and like i don't understand why these aren't just like red flags like jumping at them you know i don't know it's like there's no like she has not been like this in months like why would she suddenly be like this this is so over the top.
0: Yeah. Ugh. It's so hard to watch this episode. Seriously. This Ugh. entire
1: episode. I'm like, every part of this is upsetting.
0: Yeah. Um, But then there was Zoe. And she's, like, dancing with Rasha. She's. Rasha's like, why did you decide to wear the suit? And Zoe's like, I'm tired of people second guessing if I'm gay or not because like based on my look. And Rasha's like, do you like kissing me? Then you're gay. Like, I don't think you have to worry about that. Yeah. And then they kiss and her mom comes over and she's pissed. And she's like, you cannot do this. You need to like, you need to stop. Like, please stop. And... Zoe's like why can't you just love me for who I am and her mom's like I love you despite who you are and I'm like that's a big yikes super big yikes oh that that reminded me so
1: much of I had a a friend in college who came out to their parents and they said love the sinner hate the sin yikes rough Jesus Christ that's rough man it just Um, it makes me mad it makes me mad for that like you can't love someone but also like hate who they are are? (laughs) that's not how that works
0: no that's not unconditional
1: love not at all extremely conditional love yes
0: (laughs) um but then And then her mom just keeps getting more and more upset, and her new husband, Phil, comes over and is like, Zoe, you should leave. I'm like, shut the fuck up, stupid Phil. Who are you? (laughs) That was my gut instinct. And she gets kicked out of the wedding. And then after they leave, Rasha's, like, understandably pissed because she's like, I thought that you said that it was okay that I came like you invited me to a place where I was not safe being myself or you put me in a situation where people hated me for who I am and Zoe doesn't understand why she's mad she's like why does it matter like I invited you and she's like no like I have like I have previous trauma associated with this like I have been to an event with people who I thought I trusted, and then the police were called because I am gay. Like you can't do this to me, and I don't trust you anymore. And then she walks away, and I, I am feeling really bad for Rasha in this moment because Zoe, like I under, like I understand that Zoe, sh- like Zoe should not have to apologize for who she is. Her mom is being a bigot and should accept her, but her mom is an asshole. And I feel like this was not the moment to try to make the stand because she's just lost everybody now. I don't know; it's tough. Zoe went about this in a very selfish way, which is yes. a very Zoe thing to do. Of course,
1: yeah, you know, it's, she's like, "I'm not the bad guy here," and it's like, mm, there can be multiple
0: bad guys, Zoe. Exactly. <laughs> You're um,
1: it, but you did put your girlfriend in an uncomfortable and potentially unsafe situation. Yeah. For your own selfish needs. And also, like, you didn't give her a warning about it.
0: Yeah, especially because Rasha's not, like, totally out here. Especially in her own home. So I feel like putting putting her in a space where you know there are people who are uncomfortable with gay people. Slash do not accept gay people. Like, she's just clearly not... She's just was not thinking about anybody else other than herself in this moment. Yep. And it's sad. Um, But then we're back at the Hollingsworth house. Frankie's freaking out because Jonah hasn't called her yet. And I'm like, girl, he is at a wedding. And he's DJing the wedding. And weddings run pretty late. Like, calm down. And She's, she's
1: like, so unbelievably, like, clingy and insecure and impatient freaking out it's it's hard
0: it's so hard to watch yeah and then she's on face range at first i thought she was just like stalking him on face range yeah i thought but she was but then jonah walks in with flowers like with like a centerpiece from the wedding and but then he sees her screen and she is signed in to his face range account and looking through his messages Yep, and he's like, "Um, how did you get the password? Actually, never mind. I don't think I even want to know. All year you have second-guessed my feelings for you, and I liked you enough to give it a pass. Which I was also like, um, that's a- okay. Thank you, sir, for giving me a pass.' What, whatever. I still am not like the biggest Jonah person. I mean, but again, <laughs> am I, but she
1: is like, she's just like crossed so many lines. It's insane. So many
0: lines." And he's like, but, like, this is such, like, this is too far, essentially, is what he, he's like, this is too far, I cannot do this, to be clear, this is a breakup, not a break, and I am leaving. And I'm like, that is fair, this is, like, I can't believe she, like, did this to begin with, and he's still doing this, and it's just, it's not good, it's not good, Frankie.
1: No. It's rough. Also, there's a, there's yeah. a, another good hunter line in this at the beginning because she's like, "Can you call my phone to make sure it's working?" And like she's like freaking out, and he's like, "When in the history of time has that ever been a problem?" Exactly. I loved <laughs> so that. Like, that's such a thing. Like that's something that I used to do too. It'd be like, "Is my phone working?" It's like, "Yeah, yes, you idiot." <laughs> it's
0: like, am I, is my phone receiving texts?" Like, I don't know. Can you text me? And it's like your phone is fine. They're just not texting you. Yeah. Like let's, let's begin to move on. <laughs> like exactly. It's okay. Um, but then we're with Zoe who's at the dot and then grace comes in and Zoe's just kind of commiserating. And she's like, like, I like, lo- like I don't have anything anymore. Like my mom kicked me out and Russia hates me and la la la. And grace's like, Hey, am I nothing to you? And, then Grace is like, you can stay. I talked to my mom and you can stay with us for as long as you want. And I'm like, yay, I still love this friendship. I know, me too. Also, Grace's mom is the best. Grace's mom is the best parent we've had on this show in a very long time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. She's great. Um, and I'm and and it's also like she, like she has a very sick daughter and is still willing to take in like another child. And I'm like, you're a saint. This woman she's is the saint. She is the um, best. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> but then we're with Maya and she's in the bathroom and she's like gathering lots of different kinds of pills into like another little tin and I hate this and I don't want her to do this and then Katie like knocks on the door and interrupts her but she still like has the tin full of different pills in her hand. And Katie's like, I'm really, like, tonight was really fun. I'm really glad I came home to see you. And they, like, hug. And then it ends with Maya just holding the tin of pills. And I'm, I am distraught. I am extremely worried about what's going to happen. I, I don't even know what to say. Me neither.
1: I'm, I am nervous. I'm also wondering. So, at the beginning of this scene... It's just them, like, wrapping up movie night. And she's like, Katie should sleep in my room, like, old times. And I'm wondering right. if she's going to just have, like, her final night, like, hanging out with Katie and do it tonight. Because that's yeah. a horrible thing to have your sister to. Wake have up your to have your
0: sister wake up to? Yeah. Fuck that. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't... I... I'm very worried. I'm hoping, like, if... My hope is, like, if they are sleeping in the same bed and if Maya does decide to do this, Katie's going to wake up and hear, like, the tin and, like, hopefully stop this from happening. That is what I want to happen, but I don't know if that will happen. I don't know. I I I don't know. This
1: entire episode was just a bummer from, like, almost start to finish. Um, (sighs) Yeah. But I am... um, I hesitate to say excited, interested to see what happens next. Mm-hmm. I feel like this this episode was like weirdly boring and sad, but I think it's like just leading us to
0: future. It's things. setting it up for the finale for sure. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Well, I'm well. I'm assuming we're gonna see the play in the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe Tristan will get to attend don't know if Tristan will find out about the Lola thing maybe we'll address Miles' reaction to Lola's abortion um I don't know this is obviously the most pressing storyline we are going to be continuing in the next episode but I don't know that's the end (laughs) I don't know if there's a spirit squad captain on know Grace's mom.
1: Yeah, I'll do. I'll, I'll, I'll say Grace's mom <laughs> ship.
0: Nobody, uh, nobody. Uh, grace and Zoe's friendship, but like mostly coming from grace. I don't, mm, pff, I don't know. Yeah. Um. Grapevine. All right, so we have a couple of emails. We're not going to read through all of them, but we just kind of wanted to shout out. uh, We got an email from Cass about kind of what to expect for Esme in season four in that, like, things are only going to get more terrible, but to to keep, but to, like, give her the benefit of the doubt, I guess, (laughs) which I feel like we have been doing. Like, we recognize she's a troubled girl but she's also an asshole so I guess we will see what happens next and then we also have an email from Amethyst Beloved telling us that ahead of season three uh Linda Schuyler dropped in an interview that there was going to be an abortion plot in the season so like so Lola having a scare wasn't too much of a cliffhanger I guess for people who heard that interview but it was for us because we were not a we weren't watching this then. So that's an interesting thing to learn. So thanks for letting us know about that.
1: Um, and then we also have an email from Avery um, who sent us a really nice long email, but I'm going to skip to the end. Where they say, on another note, I wanted to include a question game, so I'm not just emailing you my semi-embarrassing story. This was about, like, a, a mistaken memory between The Breakfast Club, the real movie, and the Breakfast Club episode of Degrassi. <laughs> um, I don't think you've done this before, but I would love if you could rank Degrassi plays in musicals. I'll list hopefully all of them below, not counting The Bus Crash Play in DNC, because I know you haven't seen much of that one yet. I only included actual full production plays, not performances into English drama class, because we all know how much Degrassi loves
0: to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is great. (laughs) So we have Castle Dracula,
1: Never Forget You Gave Me a Social Disease, Love Mm -hmm. Roulette, which was Eli's manic play, Captain Who, Romeo and Jules, Hamlet, When Marco Played Hamlet, Space Awakening, Declan and Jane's musical. Which ones would you actually want to watch? Which is the worst? Which one would you want to watch just to see what a hot mess it is? And which one provided the best onset behind-the-scenes drama for the show? Well, I think Space Awakening I'd want to watch just to see what a hot mess it is.
0: Yeah. I also, I will say, I have very little memory of the Hamlet play and very little memory of the content of Love Roulette. Like, I remember the spiraling, but I don't really remember what the plot line of that play was supposed to be.
1: Um, I, so here, here's, I'm going to do my breakdown. Romeo and Jewels Okay. I would actually want to watch. Yes. Um, Castle Dracula is probably objectively the worst,
0: <laughs> but maybe the most fun because of how bad it is. Definitely
1: fun. Um, which one would you want to watch just to see what a hot mess it is. Space awakening for sure. Yes. um, and which one provided the best onset slash behind the scenes drama for the show? I'm actually, I know, I, I know you don't remember it, but I'm going to say Hamlet because it was Marco's entire, like, coming out to his dad's story.
0: Right. Right. So I hesitate to right. call it
1: drama, but it, like, had, like, I think it had, like, the media storyline behind it.
0: Are you sure? I thought that was his presidential election. Ah, crap. Maybe. <laughs> I thought it was his pre- when he was running for president because then people were like, Ugh, "You're gay, I don't want to vote for you" or like something like that, or people were making gay jokes about him during his campaign. I and he was like afraid his dad was going to hear. And didn't he come out to his dad? I could, t- I mean, I don't know. I could be wrong. I don't remember the Hamlet. I don't remember Hamlet at all. Um, <laughs> I'm but like, now I'm
1: now I'm looking at it Now I'm looking at the Degrassi wiki to see. <laughs> So yeah,
0: I guess the yeah the one I would I agree the one I would actually want to watch is Romeo and Jules. Yeah, the no, war. I was, I was, oh, it is okay. Was, uh,
1: Marco's directing the school play, and while doing that, he comes across another person just like him, homosexual. But <laughs> <The> little Marco's <laughs> new pal Sam inspire him to tell his dad his secret.
0: Okay, then I'm wrong. Okay, um, but okay, so you think that's the best. Drama for the show yeah. one. Um, I feel like I agree with pretty much all of yours. Um, although I don't know, I feel like Captain Who might be worse than Castle Dracula. Because I feel like I just remember Castle- Sig in that play. He might be right. Because <laughs> I think Castle Dracula is like so bad it's good. It's yeah. it, like it's just very campy and could be like fun to watch. Whereas I think Captain Who would not be a fun watch, except for like maybe Zig's part, <laughs> you know. <Yeah. laughs> but maybe that's just I—I I don't know. I have le- I have less faith in that play. Um, are we ranking them from best horse, or are we just fulfilling the prompts that were given to us? <laughs> I'm just
1: gonna fulfill the prompts because I okay. don't think I remember enough of them to really rank
0: them. Yeah, me neither. I mean, I I don't really remember the Hamlet drama, so I guess I'll also say like Love Roulette definitely provided a lot of behind the scenes drama for the show as well. Like, cause I remember, cause like that's the one where I remember the drama, but I do not remember the play. So I feel like that's just going to be my answer for that for that reason. That makes sense. Um, but yeah. Um, but okay. Did I answer what I... I guess, like, the one I would actually want to watch, sorry, I don't think I finished, is Romeo and Jewels, The Worst, Captain Who, the one I'd watch because I want to see how much of a hot mess it is, uh, Castle Dracula, and the one with the best drama, Love Roulette. Okay, cool. Got it. Great. Thank you for the game. That was a fun game. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that is all the grapevine that we have. So if you'd like to be featured on a future grapevine segment, you can tweet at us at Degrassi pod, or you can send us an email at whatever it takes podcast at gmail.com. And you can listen to us pretty much anywhere. But if you're on Apple podcasts, if you could rate, review and subscribe, that would be super cool. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Holland Tacular.
1: And you can follow me on uh, Instagram at Keller High Water, And you can follow me on Twitter at Kel sucks with a Z at the end. And Holland, what do you want to recommend?
0: Um, I really have not been watching a lot of new things lately, but I have been re-watching The Jersey Shore on Hulu, and it's been a fun time, so I guess I'll recommend that.
1: <laughs> nice. Um, I'm going to recommend a podcast, because that's all the media that I imbibe now, <laughs> except for, like, reruns of New Girl. Um, it's called Root of Evil, The True Story of the Hodel Family and the Black Dahlia. Which I feel like is pretty self-explanatory, but it's like actual yeah. <laughs> members of the family that are being interviewed oh, wow. and that are like doing the podcast. Like, it's like the guy's like great granddaughter who is like basically like creating this podcast.
0: It's really interesting. Okay, it's good. Highly That's recommend. cool. Um. All right. Well, that is all that we have for you guys today. Thank you, as always, to Jay for our wonderful theme song. And thank all of you for listening. Goodbye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers.